Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Garopay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Today we hear the testimony of fellow mommy Paola Byron. Paola was a fast-paced first-time mama working in media when her life came to a shocking halt as she found herself in an ambulance, possibly suffering a stroke at 26 years of age. This conversation will push us to ask ourselves, when is it time to slow down and reorganize our priorities? We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. This is a timely episode for me. I like it. I speaking like it. to you, speaking It's to you. Speaking to me already with your lovely intro that you write. You're like, no, Pamela, <laughs> Pamela writes the intros. Like sometimes she's like, just read it, read it before. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Like sometimes I like to just be surprised by it too. So that way I feel like I'm listening to it together with you guys. But I don't know. I good. love them. How are you? Pamela? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Good, good, good. Um, so last night... We went uh, to watch Karen's husband play in a band, which is so cool. I felt cool because I was with the band. Like, I knew the band, too, you know? Yes. Well, I knew one band member. <laughs> also me. <laughs> I was channeling uh, Kourtney Kardashian uh, last night. Like, you know, he was, oh, okay. he was Travis. And I also cut my hair really short yesterday. So I'm... It's, it's just you're like Kourtney, a lot of, so you're Kourtney, pretty much? I'm yeah. pretty much Kourtney <laughs> right now. It was cool. I actually, in my 10 years of being in a relationship with Juan, I have never seen him play. What?! Yes! I didn't know this. Yesterday was the first time that I saw him play together with everyone else who got to see him. And it was just so, it was cool. Like, I don't know, he had like a little bit of a different persona on stage. And I also, I guess now, you know, like all the tattoos, he's gotten a lot of tattoos like in the last few years. He's pretty much Travis. No, no not that point, but like, no, yeah. God. <laughs> but he's on, no, he'll he's die on when path. he hears this. He's on the path. Um, But he got so many more tattoos. And yesterday I was like, this makes sense. Like they all kind of like came together. Because I always see him in his like executive version of him or his dad version of him, mm -hmm. you know? But like yesterday I was like, oh, that's cool. He looks cool. He was, this morning I was like, you're so cool, man. And he's like, can you stop being a dork? Like, you know whatever. what? When I was watching him on stage, I realized that uh, I was so happy because it just showed 
when someone just like does something to make you happy like i feel like he did it because it makes him happy and yeah it, yeah it made me happy for him yeah that makes yeah sense. yeah yeah so it was really yeah he sweet. was he was excited afterwards and i would hope juan i know you're definitely listening to this because he's like our number one motherish fan um i would hope that you you know do this in your life like for fun and like just you know it's so cool. And also Victoria, huge fan. She saw the videos this morning and she was like, yeah, papa. And she was like doing her little air guitar. Like she loved, love, love, loved watching him. So I think it's cool for her too. I don't know. That could be like our motherish moment of the week because yeah, that was yeah. my mom's mommy night out. And I actually took a friend of mine, Evelyn, who's the executive she producer. Have a she had a great time. She actually loves that bar. She loves like, you know, cover bands. Yes. And they played cover like... It was an Argentinian rock band, covers of an Argentinian rock band called Ataque 77. Hi, I'm his publicist. <laughs> For all uh, so performance really requests. I, I mean, I've had a really long, intense work week and I've been working actually with my friend Evelyn, who's the executive producer for one of the night shows. And when I told her, I'm like, hey, I, I want to pass by and support my friend's husband. I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you. Sure, let's do it. So it's cute. We both like changed like in high school, like in the bathroom, we put yeah. on our jeans <laughs> and sneakers and uh, she drove and it was really fun, just the whole thing. And then she, she posted a video and she tagged mom's night out and it was like, you know, this rock band. It was That's cute. Awesome. So thank you for inviting us. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, I had so much fun. Yeah, that could kind of be my motherish moment too, like related. But like Juan has been practicing for this show at home and he like, you know, he has the guitar and whatever, da, da, da. It actually, it's the bass. I'm sorry. He's practicing the bass. And there's one particular song that every time he would practice it, Victoria would cry, but like an emotional cry. Like the song would like hit her heart mm -hmm. and then you see her like full on tears silent weeping cry and I think we both kind of like just noticed like she has a really she's like very in touch with like music and emotional things that are triggered by music whatever which is such a cute and cool thing about her and as she grows I just like to kind of learn more about her and the things that kind of like move her but it was cool to see she has that connection with with music that was so sweet and so deep. I, I mean, I had one little motherish moment, which is like not deep mm -hmm. at all or moving. I actually made an amazing breakfast for Ford this morning <laughs> where it actually looked good. And I think it tasted good because he ate the whole thing. It and looked I good. Like, it looked I good. never take pictures of my food or the food that I make him because it's usually not worth a picture. <laughs> um, but this morning I took a picture and uh, I shared the picture. And then I put like the after, like when he ate the whole thing. And I honestly felt like... In my top like mom moments, like I was like, okay, killing I did. it. I killed killing it today. It. I killed it in that area. Then I barely got him dressed to go to school, but that was my mother's moment of the week. So why don't we have Paola share her mother's moment of the week with a little baby girl? Hi, Karen. Hi, Pamela. Thank you for having me. My motherish moment this week would definitely be how determined I was to buy my daughter a cupcake, regardless of what I had in my bank account. And I ended up going to Misha's Cupcakes and the employees offered a big bag of cupcakes and cakes and sweets and I didn't have to pay anything and my daughter was able to try a cupcake for the first time but I also got to see the generosity in other people and it was really so, nice so to you, see you how, got how there I saw the video. so you got there with change like quarters right correct and you yeah. told them I only have 16 quarters like I have four dollars worth in quarters what can I afford with this and the employee was like, well, about two cupcakes. And I said, okay, perfect. I'll have two cupcakes, if not one, in case the taxes, you know, go over. And she's like, well, pick and choose what you want. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have a strawberry for my baby. And then she's like, what, what would you like? And I'm like, dulce de leche, that's like my favorite. So she went out back and she's like, 
scavenging. I don't know what she's doing. She's preparing stuff. And I'm talking to the other employee and she's like, don't feel embarrassed. Like it's normal, you know, change, pocket change is still money. We've all been there. We know what you're going through. And, you know, it's, it's always nice to go, like how far moms go to do anything for their kids. And when the other employee came right back to the front, she's comes out with this big bag and I just start bawling. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I was just so embarrassed. To even come up with change, she's like, I've been homeless for three years in a row and I know exactly where you're coming from. So do not feel embarrassed. Um, this is honestly coming from the generosity of our hearts and, you know, it's on us. So don't even worry about it. So I left with two friends, but I also left with a big bag of cupcakes. Obviously, all those cupcakes were not for Layla, my daughter. You know, they did it more for mom. So it was it was really, really nice. And I posted the video with the intent of showing the kindness um, that people do for others that it still exists. I know that we live in a world that's very chaotic and it's very rough, but it still exists. And so I, I showed the video and I did not expect it to be seen by so many people. And the amount of support and love and beautiful comments I received have been very fulfilling. So yeah, that was my mother, motherish moment. Well, let me introduce Paola. So Paola was, uh, I worked with her, I had a chance. She's an Emmy Award winning producer. And now she's the host and executive producer of her podcast called The Inner Puzzle, where she has people share their testimonies and how they were able to survive obstacles and their whole healing process. So she had a very traumatic incident happen to her that I think changed her whole perspective about priorities and about health and about mental health as well. So what don't you share with us, um, Paola? And I want this episode to kind of start as a reminder that it's okay to stop and breathe and kind of just not let you know get a hold of things before they get a hold of yourself Hmm. yeah so I've always been a person who's in an environment or functions in an environment that's fast-paced I'm used to doing a lot of things at the same time multitasking and also serving others I have a habit of putting myself last and on January 13th of 2022 just four months postpartum I was coming home from work, working a long shift. As we know, the news industry is very, very long shifts. And my husband was feeding our daughter. And when I went into the room, since we were packing up our bags to move from the place where we were living, I dropped to the floor to go pick up some shoes and I just collapsed. And suddenly I was paralyzed for, I would say a few minutes, but it felt like an eternity. Uh, I was looking up at the ceiling. I was pretty much blank, but I was aware of where I was. And my husband comes into the room because he hears complete silence. And he comes in and he's like, hey, if you're just tired, just let me know. I have the baby. Go lay on the bed. And when I went to go speak, I had slurred speech. And that's when I started to panic because since I'm pretty much well informed on different topics, I do know the signs of a stroke. There's an acronym called FAST. It's FAST. And it basically lets you know the signs of a stroke, which is slurred speech, you know, paralysis, you know, twitching, things that that are not normal uh, for you to go through. And I literally just told my husband, while this is all going through my brain, I go, 911 baby stroke. And he understood. He's like, I have the baby. Don't worry about the baby. I'm going to call 911 right now and we're going to speak to them. And over the phone, they did a test to see if I was experiencing a stroke. And it seems that I did, you know, have the signs of experiencing one. And so they brought out an ambulance and I was taken to the hospital. And that day, just thinking about what if I didn't make it, you know, is it really worth working so hard just to make ends meet, to be able to 
supply for our family instead of just being present or taking care of myself and thinking about what I needed um, at the moment. And I was going through postpartum depression due to different circumstances, mainly external circumstances. Did you know, Paola, at that point that you were going through some type of postpartum depression? Like, were you able to identify it at that point or did you notice it later on? Because I usually, we've had a lot of cases where that usually happens, right? Mm -hmm. When they look back, then they realize, oh yeah, I was definitely going through that. But in that moment, when you're in the thick of it, you don't sometimes, you know, are unable to identify that that is what you're going through. I didn't correlate the two. So I did know that I was going through postpartum depression when I was having outbursts of anger and I was, you know, not sleeping and I wasn't eating. I love food. So I wasn't eating. I was extremely exhausted and I was having cry spells all over the place. I was very much informed during my pregnancy. I tried to keep myself knowledgeable of things that I could go through through motherhood. Um, so I did, I was aware uh, that I could be experiencing postpartum depression, but also I just, in that moment, I didn't correlate that one thing had to do with the other. I honestly thought this had to do with my possible preeclampsia. I think it's important to note that the range of what postpartum depression can look like mm -hmm. is so broad. And so I think sometimes, you know, when we're doing the work, like what you said, when you're pregnant and you're like, okay, let me think about what I need to know once I, you know, once my baby is born, there's like a, a very specific image of what you think postpartum mm -hmm. looks like, but it's so broad. And I think that's a really important kind of thing to factor. And there's ranges within each one of those elements. So you know, for anyone that's listening, I think it's important to be mindful of how broad it can be and not just assume, oh, this is probably, I'm probably just tired. I'm probably this. I'm probably that, you know. No, I, I think yeah, it's also absolutely. good to call and I like, get some professional advice and, and be <clears throat> descriptive about what you're going through and what you're feeling and what you're thinking in that moment. Because like Karen said, like there's so such a variety of like symptoms and feelings and emotions that you could go through that you do need expert advice to tell you, yeah, this could be that also, you know, and yeah. kind of like, there's a test that they, that they take. So I, I ended up going to a, a postpartum like specialist, a therapist who specializes in for mothers. Um, and I went and the first thing she had me do is like fill out this form. And I remember filling out the form and I was like, okay, how on it, like how open do I want to be here? And then I was like, well, wait a minute. The whole point is that I need to be very open and honest here. Um, and in the end there was like a score and that score was like, yes, you're within the range of having postpartum. In my case, it was like postpartum anxiety, but it was very interesting kind of process to go through through, but also hard because like you're measuring yourself as a starting point, right? For the doctor, obviously, then they have deeper conversations. But anyway, I'm sorry, Paola. What were some of your sorry, trigger points? Like before getting to that day, like besides the stress, you were obviously stressed, you were tired, you were hormonal, you were dealing with the baby, you were, you know, had been evacuated from a home and you were looking for a new home. So kind of just tell us a little bit like what led to that day? Right when I was starting to work, so two weeks, before the uh, incident, I was heavily depressed and saddened because the idea of leaving my daughter behind and not being present and not knowing what could happen while I was at work was causing extreme anxiety in me. And I think that every day that I was at work, although I was working, I was basically on automatic, on autopilot. And working the craziness of news, the stories, the dealing with the reporters and dealing with the environment, it was very fast paced. And I had just left an environment 
that I was in for four months where everything was pretty much quiet. I was home alone with the baby. If I had Netflix on, that was the only thing that was on. There wasn't 10 TVs going on at the same time, um, nor people yelling across the, the newsroom. It was just me and my baby and there were lullabies playing in the background. And whenever I felt like I needed to walk out of the house, I could just go take a stroll with her and uh, see the lake where we were living by. And it was just a different environment. And I think that was a total shock for me coming out of um, giving birth also because what I didn't understand then and I do understand now is that I no longer was the same person that I was before. Biologically, it's proven that we completely change. Like our cells change, our way of thinking changed, everything, everything changes. And um, your old identity dies, basically. And so, yeah, going back into work, I think that also was a shock for me. But then also the anxiety and the, I was constantly nervous trying to get home on time so that I can do the bedtime and bath time routine for my daughter because I didn't want to miss out on that. I didn't want her to go to sleep without seeing her mom. It was like a thing for me. Even though I would still be waking up in the middle of the night, it wasn't the same thing. I don't know. It was just, it was very strange for me to think about it now. Um, but that was my, my thought process. And um, the accumulation of my depression, uh, the anxiety, the pressures from external factors, the things I was going through with my family, with losing our place of living, what we thought we would be living in for a year, uh, to prepare ourselves for our actual first home, like that all changed. And that was a lot of changes at the same time. And I think my body was just like, hey, you need to shut down. You need to recalibrate. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <laughs> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawaii es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. En JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y viste la de pieza a cabeza con la última moda. Además aprovecha las ofertas Yes Please con diamantes y piedras preciosas a 25 dólares para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? Inscríbete. Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney. Vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. What did the doctor end up telling you what had happened to your body, to your brain? Like what, yeah. what really happened? I didn't go through a stroke or epilepsy. I have no medical evidence that shows that I went through abnormal brain charges or, or abnormal brain activity whatsoever. And they simply told me, you are really stressed. You're very overwhelmed. You're at, I don't know what's going on in your personal life. Uh, but there are a lot of changes, I'm assuming, and being going into motherhood is a lot. 
you're going through stress and you're psychologically inducing these episodes. I was just going to say, I, I really believe in, in the power of the body and how it can almost like sound some alarms when you're not paying attention and make you notice things that maybe you're too busy to kind of go through. I'm not sure if I've shared this before, but about 12 years ago, I went through you know, a period of time in which I was having like panic attacks. And it was really rough because those things happen when you least expect it, it catches you off guard and you completely just what I would feel. And, and there's so many variations similar to when we were talking about postpartum, like the range, there's a range there of what this can look like, but it is basically your body kind of like having its own reaction and you have to kind of wait in reality until it's over. It would happen to me a lot like in the mornings, especially because like I was actually really calm in the mornings and by myself and whatever. And then suddenly I would hear, you know, the, the, the sound of like static, like radio when you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, shh. Yeah. and so like I would literally out of nowhere just be like, shh, like in my head, it was like, shh. And it was like two to three minutes. And I was like, I couldn't move. I couldn't like continue what I was doing. I had to literally like stand or sit and just wait for it to pass. And I was coming out of like a really rough relationship and a whole bunch of stuff that was like accumulating that I had been putting behind me. So like, you know, with with what happened to you, I think I believe in that. I believe in our bodies telling us like, hey, I'm going to sound the alarm because you're not doing it. Yeah, there's actually a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's basically it talks about, you know, healing from trauma, but also that your body indicates certain signs before anything else. Like your body does have a system that works as a survival mode, right? And so that's why the majority of the times when we go through things, we always do like the fight or flight mode. And I believe that my body was really fighting before completely shutting down. And so I think that that was my body's way of protecting itself before I, you know, I was on overdrive already and it just probably didn't want my engines to explode. So what changes did you make after this episode? I mean, to be honest, I still experience ex episodes. It's just less frequent. And definitely from the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, do I really, you know, like I have already made so many changes and do I really need to like continue making changes? And absolutely, yes, I needed to do this for me. But most importantly, I needed to be there for my daughter. So I definitely made changes with food. That was like one of my first things that I could change. I felt like I was in control of, not emotionally. Emotionally still is in the works. But food for me, um, I have a tendency to eat anything I feel like eating just out of comfort, just to fill a void. I'm a very much of an emotional eater and I have been all my life. So I try to find a program. I went through the four week gut protocol program, which is basically cleansing your, your gut. So I started eating more whole foods, uh, less processed foods, less sugar, more natural sugars like fruits and honey. Things like that, little changes like that. I immediately started to lose weight. Immediately, I dropped over 50 pounds during that process. You know, a part of me felt like like she came back when I started to see the, the shedding of the weight just because we already go through so many changes internally, but physically, we all know as moms, we change completely. Like suddenly we have like skin abruptions and like, you know, we're, we're seeing all this extra skin and, 
and the stretch marks and whatnot. And I've always been heavy, so that's not a big deal for me. I do have to always remind myself, I, I just made a human being in my body, but definitely the, the food was a big change for me. And it's still a very crucial part of me uh, and my healing process moving forward. I try not to stress the little things, as crazy as that sounds and impossible. I try not to be in control of everything. And I think that letting go of the control, the things you can't control, has been a huge contributor to healing because it's like you're lifting so much weight off your shoulders. I've been reading a lot. I read books dealing with healing. I had to also have a conversation with myself and on a daily basis, just checking in. How, what am I feeling today? Why am I sad today? Why am I thinking about this? I journal a lot. And during that journaling process, I also uh, learned that there was a lot of things I didn't heal from my past before becoming a mother. And so I think that diving in to my past traumas, the grief that I didn't get to grieve because I was always on the go, like losing my dad and, and you know, everything that I've, I've been through through my childhood, I really had to process that information and make changes and have that conversation with myself. So journaling was also a big contributor podcasts, podcasts that have to do with people who go through really difficult things and have ways of inspiring you and, and giving you a whole fresh perspective on things you didn't see before because you thought it was incredibly impossible to get there. And so, you know, my podcast itself is also something that I said I had put on hold for a couple of years and I had the opportunity to get back on it as well because it's therapeutic for me to talk to other people. Yes, that's what that's why we do it. <laughs> we're, we're all yeah. here in therapy. Yeah, yeah we're all here on therapy, sharing <laughs> community therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and it's therapy. It's free therapy. I mean, talking... I think that a huge contributor to my depression was that sense of feeling alone and feeling like I had to have it together. Like I have to have it together because my mom, she's a single mom. She had three kids. She did this all by herself. And you should be able to do that too. Like you're smart enough. You're capable enough. You know how to multitask. And all those pressures, we put them on ourselves. It's not anybody else doing that. Now that you mentioned like feeling alone, I this week in the news we had, and I, I'm going to look for the right quote, but the, the general surgeon of the United States declared loneliness as chronic as, you know, the effect of smoking cigarettes and like all these other things that you thought we were killing you. Loneliness is just mm -hmm. as dangerous. Yeah. And it's different being Absolutely. alone and feeling lonely. Yep. Like you could be alone, but mm -hmm. it's the sense of feeling, you know, the, that loneliness that could be very, yeah. very detrimental. That could be affect negatively, you know, your mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. I thought it was very important that he highlighted that and that he's, you know, that it's making news because he's putting a big emphasis on the importance of mental health and the importance of relationships. That's why relationships are so important because they keep us happy and they keep us alive. And I know as, as cheesy as it sounds, but love is always the answer. You know, loving yourself, loving other people and receiving love from others will always shed some light on you and will always get you through. So I think that me learning that and learning about vulnerability as well, because there's this fear of being vulnerable. I listen to Brene Brown a lot and she's fantastic. And she's an advocate for vulnerability. And I think that that has also helped me 
be so open about my story and about my experiences, about what I went through. And I, I just want to help other moms and other young women and other young people to understand that we're never alone. There's someone else who's going through the same thing in different circumstances or in a different way. We all share the same emotions, but being vulnerable is key so that other people and us, we can connect to each other and we feel less lonely. And I think me being so open about my experiences, I've been able to connect with incredible people and people from my past that have come back around and I'm here like, whoa, like I haven't spoken to you in 10 years and you've been through this too. And they're like, yeah, like I know what that feels like. And what a relief, right? That we're not alone. So I, you know, I love that. I love Brene Brown and I love vulnerability now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Paola, for joining us, for sharing your testimony. And I hope it kind of sets up the alarm for those who are maybe ignoring all those signs and yep. just about to hit a wall, you know, just stop and breathe and just you know take control of what you can control and just kind of let go let of what you go. cannot yes let go mm -hmm. for sure that's Absolutely. a big one thank, thank you so you. much Paola and Leila's beautiful by the way she's so cute <laughs> thank you they sometimes say she looks like my husband but I think she's my mini me <laughs> <laughs> it's a good mix I think yeah. alrighty thanks so much bye Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere AroPay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. En JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y vista la de pieza a cabeza con la última moda. Además, aprovecha las ofertas Yes, Please, con diamantes y piedras preciosas a $25 para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? ¡Inscríbete! Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney. Vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda JCP.com.